Act. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica Sang. And I am Chris Eaton. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks, but it has been a momentous couple of weeks. There's been a lot going on. Has there, uh, has there not, Jessica? If I just kind of stumbled my words yes. up there. No, it's no problem. No, it's been a really, really great couple of weeks. And mm-hmm. I apologize for those who can hear uh, Game of Thrones battles in the background. <laughs> Uh, my wonderful friends are watching that while I am here recording a podcast. However, as you know, Chris said, momentous, the battle started. <laughs> so I was like, perfect music cue. Almost apropos. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, but that we... was a good. Oh, well, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was going to say it was good. It was good weeks. It was very good weeks. Good week. We have a lot to talk about on this show, unlike, you know, the other shows where we kind of just drone on. There is actual stuff going on. We are T-minus two weeks away from the release of Godzilla. Uh, things are starting to really ramp up. I'm getting that giddy feeling again, like uh, <laughs> like, like I was as a child whenever, like, a new, whenever I get a new copy of G-Fan and be like, here's the next movie. I'm like, oh, my God. So, and, and let me... Be a little clear. Look, I have loved all the stuff that's come out so far. I've loved everything that Legendary has done. I've been very happy. But the thing was, though, they haven't really put out the razzle-dazzle trailer, you know, really showing off, hey, some stuff is going to go down in this movie. They've they've really focused on the atmosphere, on the, the fact that they're taking this thing really seriously. It is the dark night of Godzilla movies, and that's exactly what I want. But I think a lot of people, including myself, have just been a little tiresome of just the the gentle tease that they've been giving us at, in each trailer, where they're just like, yeah, yeah, here's a little snippet of him, little snippet. There's just we're just showing you some destruction, and you know the acting chops of Brian Cranston. That all changed about 48 hours ago when I came home, <laughs> sat down from a long day at work. Popped up my screen, and what does my alert point out? Hey, there's a new Godzilla trailer out. I'm like, hmm, close, okay. And it is the, uh, as they put it, the Asia trailer. So just, you know, generally encompassing the entire continent, including whatever island nations might be out there. Um, as you pointed out, Jessica, uh, as a lot of people were trying to point out, there was they were saying it was Japanese, but it's not. You think it's Chinese? It's Mandarin. You know what? I haven't looked at the words mm-hmm. enough to really find out. And for everybody out there, it's not because I can't tell the difference. It's because my eyes were really focused on the trailer. Oh, and yes. I've only I've only actually seen it twice. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted to say it's um it's the international trailer for the Asian market. Yes. Because as I was explaining to my lovely Game of Thrones friends earlier, I was like, so the Asia trailer came out. They were like. A trailer about Asia, and then Wait, I was like, the continent no, 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 or the no. band? <laughs> yeah, the, the continent or the people? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Go. Let me back up. The international trailer that they release in all the Asian countries, and so that was what it was. But I will have to take a, I guess, a third look or my first real close look to look at the words. Um, but yes, 
it was very interesting. And I love the fact that I think it came up and I hear like a ding. I'm in the middle of doing something like super serious and I see a text from Chris and it's like, New Godzilla trailer's like 500 and then times, like an X. <laughs> and it's got like four exclamation marks after that. And I looked down and I was like, oh, okay. I better drop whatever the super serious thing I was doing. And then I looked at it and it was amazing. And then I made everybody else I was with stop what they were doing, you know? Like wedding planning? No, screw that. You got to watch this for two minutes. Um, so, no, it was really, was really good. All right. Well, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play the trailer, and then we're going to we're, we're going to do what naturally comes next. We're going to talk about it. So, uh, here's the minute 33 international trailer for Godzilla. Whatever it is, that's in there. Whatever it is, they're guarding so carefully. Goosebumps. Yeah, it was really, really good. Who th- it's a minute and 33 seconds. Literally, it is the shortest trailer they put out, and yet I think that trailer alone, for everybody on the internet, sold this film. Like, this went from a sweet 65, 70 million opening to a possible 85, 90 after just, just those little tidbits. Oh, I hope God. more than that. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping, hoping it breaks like $100 million. Dude, you are so elated. <laughs> oh, my God. I, you couldn't... I, the, 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 have you ever been at someone... Have you ever been, like, home, like, during, like, the Super Bowl or, like, a big game, and you hear your neighbors screaming, like, oh, yeah, over, like... And you're like, wait, man, I can hear... They are screaming loud. I'm upstairs in a locked room with my stereo, and I can still hear the people next door going off. That's how I was at, like, 9.45 at night the other night. Just like dancing around, dancing a jitterbug. No, I was super excited when I watched it. I did one of those arm movements mm-hmm. where I look like a woman who decided to stop her children from walking past her, so mm-hmm. the so they don't go out into the street and the car doesn't come <laughs> and hit them. Both of my arms were out, like mm-hmm. I was in some sort of flying motion. Mm-hmm. I was trying to flap my wings um, because I was like. Oh my God! Everybody, stop! This is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I made everybody watch it that I was with, and they all loved it too. I had a friend; his eyes was just really big, mouth open. 
another friend was like, I cannot watch any more trailers because I want this awesomeness to stay elated, and I don't want, obviously, he doesn't want too much to be spoiled. Well, you know, he wants to be when it comes there, but that one was like his peak, yeah. his peak moment. And I tell you, I think that's the beauty of this trailer. Much like the other trailers, yes, this does, in, in the, there's at least, the the trailer's like half new footage, stuff that we haven't seen right. yet, or extensions of stuff we've already seen. But yes. it being so short, it, it's still it's cut it, it's cut in the in the no in, in the style of the other trailer. So obviously, Legendary is like okay, you could show this, but don't you know cut whoever's in the in in the uh, the the marketing department there. The Legendary probably don't like you can only give away so much, but yes, you can emphasize some more of the monster action. So yeah, yeah, because we got to see Mutos yes in, in all of all of their glory. Yes, especially in the fly. Um, oh man, in the fly. Well, what right now everyone's like, oh my god, is it? Everyone keeps saying Mothra, Rodan. It's like no, it's neither. But it, I'm gonna. I, I give people a little, you know, uh, like slide because half of them don't even. They're not real deep in the minutia of Godzilla, so they know the the kind of the general look and terms of the monsters. But they're just like, oh, flying bug thing. So it's probably Mothra. It's like no, it's not Mothra. But good, continue. On. Right, right. No, my favorite part is when Ken Watanabe and. I'm sorry if I, you know, don't quote it right, but he was like, let them fight or something oh, like that. Oh, he just said man. it, and yes. I was like, I was like, yes, oh, yes, because okay. we want to see kaiju action. Yes. Also, humans, stop getting in the way. You mm -hmm. are not helping Godzilla. Everybody take a vacation, mm -hmm. go to the other side of the world, and just let them, like, deal it out. As they need to. Okay, let, let, um, but that was my favorite part. Yes, <laughs> that that need there needs to be one last poster, and it needs to feature Muto and Godzilla, and that's the tagline right there. Let them fight. The second he said that, at that, and then you get the shot of it, oh my god, it's a glorious shot. You see Godzilla in the background, hunched, just ready to just beat the crap out of something. Then you see. The wing mute will fly right over. You get like you can even see like the veins in its wings, and it's hidden right for you. Know and part of my, I, you know, I'm, I try to watch my language, but there's no other way to describe it. The scene, some shit's about to go down. Oh, <laughs> so that's my one, my my one word for this podcast. So I will try to keep it as clean as possible for the next. But I'm just sorry, I, oh, I'm worked up about it. This okay, let's go through it. So we see the the the. This whole trailer is heavily focused on Ken Wananabe's new yes. updated Dr. Sherazawa. It's not the same one from the um, from the original film, because I believe his first name's Inishiro. So it's a loving nod to someone else of uh, massive Godzilla fame. But it is what it is. Um, yes, yes. And in the new hero complex with mm -hmm. Daenerys on the front, uh, they do a interview in the article with Gareth Edwards, and he kind of explains kind of how this particular film falls in continuity or in canon or mm -hmm. is it a J.J. Abrams version yeah. where they kind of do and he kind of explains it into that I mean we probably won't go into detail but you can all go on online and see it go find it I'm sure there's an electronic version of the article mm -hmm. on there but it kind of explains so for those who are confustigated uh, <laughs> on what has happened and I know that's a made up word so yeah. <laughs> so Okay, but let, let, let's just break down what we see in this trailer real quick because it's just it's it's there's so much just hitting you in the face, just so much at once. Your brain, 
is just trying to keep up, and then you just get what once it gives you like a sweet shot, you're like, oh, and then it's like a second to process it, but then something else hits. So we see some giant cocoony looking thing, and then a leg comes out. So I'm gonna throw a ballpark guess that that's where the mutos are coming from, or at least that's the the emergence of the of the the giant wing muto taking a shot. Yes. Uh, we see what looks like the first attack on on Las Vegas. So we know Vegas gets messed up somehow from the, just from the last trailers. Just you see the Statue of Liberty with the roller coaster in the background and all the other stuff. So you see the um, you see a TV screen and it says earthquake in Japan, and then everything goes dark, and which really is telling about a casino too because the, the how spot on they were with this because when everything goes dark it's pitch black in there because there's no windows in casinos because they don't want you to know what time of day it is. <laughs> And then when the ceiling rips off, you see some giant claw thing, you know, kind of like insecting and ripping apart. And as you're about to get a shot of it, it cuts, you know, it cuts away. And then we get just just scene after scene. There's some there's some newer stuff that you get some shots of Brian Cranston talking about, you know, something's out there and you guys are lying. And then you get a shot of the wing muto going past that building in a beautiful like just sweep. So you get like a really good idea of how he's built, how he's flying. Then they hit, you know, you, you see um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's like, can, can you kill it? And then the shot of, of Ken Wananabe's like, no, something else can. And then you, you just, the perfect, what goes in over the next couple of seconds is just perfectly how I want this movie summed up and how I was hoping for from day one, and they nailed it. And um, just, uh, they, they say, uh, was it a monster? It's like, no, a god. And then it was just like, oh, I got chills. I got chills because it just screen goes black. And then when it says a force, like they do that flash, a force of nature has awoken, and you see the tsunami coming in, and just that that shot of Godzilla slamming into the side of the Golden Gate Bridge because he's just getting bombarded with missiles. So it's just the way he was. The it wasn't it wasn't like clumsy, like he was grabbing to hold on to something to, to prevent himself from falling. Which just I, it was a for me that's a it's a great character little character moment thing. And uh, someone did take a comparison shot of uh, that scene yes. and Trespasser from the beginning of Pacific Rim. It's actually up on our Facebook page. You can take a look. It's 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 pretty funny, but it's uh, very similar. So they're both in the fog. They're both huge. It's 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 great. And then yes, there's something about kaiju's and aliens that are just attracted to our beautiful red bridge of the mm, north. Yeah, it's like yep, it's a. It's like, nope, I'm mm. going to go for that bridge first. London Bridge? No. Mm. Let's just go with the San Francisco Golden yeah. Gate. So, which which is ironic because in the um, the first American attempt, well, I should say the second American attempt, but um, the original Sony draft, the one that uh, Jan de Bont was supposed to do back in, like, 94, 95, the, uh, the first time we really see Godzilla appear in public, he attacks San Francisco of all places and breaks down the bridge, heads inland until they stop. Before they stop him with some uh, some crazy um, kind of MacGuffin device that they created in the film. But that's for another podcast. And then you get that, just the the you get the arrogance of man thing. You see the shot of the of the Halo troopers coming down, and then just that beautiful tagline, just let them fight and freaking just ah, they tease you so well. Just it's the perfect amount. It's like. Here is your money shot. This is why you're going to drop 20 bucks on this film and possibly more money for the next two and a half weeks. That's what you're going to do. That shot right there of Godzilla and Muto about ready to clash. Ah! Oh, 
ah, God, I can't, I can't, I can't process anything right now. I just, just, I'm so happy. That's just how I'm very happy. I can tell mm. you are like elated, like I am walking on sunshine. And I've been hope. This is what I've been wanting since the marketing has begun. It's just like, give me something like this to just really pump me up, because. Look, they're dealing with a lot of the hangover the Sony stuff still. There's a lot of people like, oh, it's Matthew Roderick, blah, 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 blah. Um, you got to realize, even though it was 16 years ago, that movie's still fresh in a lot of people's minds because for a ton of people, that was their only take on Godzilla. Um, and not only that, it was a really bad take as well. Just, I, I mean, I went back and watched the movie not too long ago. It's... It, it, it didn't hold up well then. It still does not hold up well because just it's the plotting is all over the place and it does the one thing that is the, the weakest thing of any you know they, they could have done. They copped out on the on you know focusing on Godzilla the whole time, so they can focus on the the one note characters and dealing with the little baby Godzillas because at the time they were aping Jurassic Park because they're just like, all right, well Raptors are big in Jurassic Park. We got to have something Raptory in here. Uh, Cloverfield does the exact same thing. When they need to take a break from the giant monster stuff outside, and they deal with the little parasites in, in the uh, subway. That whole scene, that, that's, to me, it's lazy writing. But, again, another podcast, another time. I'm talking about Godzilla here. This, on the other hand, this is exactly what me and I think everyone wants when, when, when they start seeing this stuff come out. And this trailer, this honestly should be playing on American TV right now. That's just me, though. Yes, I think... In a way, I, I was surprised it was only for the Asian market. Mm -hmm. But in a way, obviously, I'm not surprised because Japan wants to know, did you do our character justice? Yeah. Um, however, I feel like for the Americans or for those in a different type of Western culture who are who know the character but are not that familiar, mm -hmm. who's also, you know, tired of just now becoming familiar with only his back, spine, and his tail, mm -hmm. um, they should see this trailer. It should also be just released also here in North America or in England or in the, you know, the majority English-speaking countries because, you know, my friends are like, for the longest time, they're like, okay, so we know the back of him, mm -hmm. like the back of my hand. We don't know what the front of him really looks like, mm -hmm. at least for this movie, because they haven't seen enough. But I think that this should also be released here you know, on TV or whatever, so people who don't go online or don't go on YouTube or older generation or kids that are too young, mm -hmm. at least if they see it on TV, I think, you know, every ticket sale counts. Yes. Yes, you it know? does. Every ticket sale does count. I mean, uh, depending, I mean, I don't know what the stance is, because now that um, Legendary is broken away from uh, Warner Brothers, uh, I don't know if they, because I think Legendary has the rights to the property, so even if this money the movie does well, and they do garner... Obviously, they want a franchise. I mean, that's what every studio wants nowadays, even the smaller ones. So they're hoping, yeah, that we're going to make more of these. Um, I'm curious whether or not Universal's going to pick it up and go from, from there. That's... that's a It's something I've been kind of, like, thinking on. I mean, depending on how the box office does, um, hopefully it does... Right. Hopefully it does big. I mean, I'm, I mean, already it's tracking better than Pacific Rim was. Uh, part of it is yeah. obviously because yeah. of name brand recogni uh, recognition. Um, which yes, and they've already got an established and built-in audience. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I, I do think that a lot of people are wanting to see, been wanting to see something like this from Godzilla since the advent of Jurassic Park, when it's like, okay, we can do this with computer effects now. 
okay, let's let's see what we can do with other stuff. And it's taken 20 plus years to get to this point, but now we're finally here. I think that's why I, I do believe that's why a lot of people are excited. That and the fact that this movie doesn't look like anything else that's coming out this summer either. So, I mean, it just has yeah. it has a wicked style all its own. Yes, it is something that I would I would take everyone I know to go see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, same thing with Pacific Rim. But uh, there are just some movies that you may love, but you can't really take everybody to. Yeah. You know, because there's too much explaining for you to have to do. Like, why? Mm. Why is the raccoon talking? Why is yeah. there a tree that sounds like Vin Diesel? Mm. Um, but you know, even my mom would be like, "Yep, I know Godzilla." Mm-hmm. Not just. I mean. Even if was even if I wasn't screaming the word, you know, Gojira as a child, yeah. um, my mother would still recognize that character because it's an international, great, well-known classic character. I think even this, my mother would go see mm-hmm. because, you know, it, the trailer looks good and does it justice. You know, certain trailers, no matter how good they are, like, I don't know if she would see Pacific Rim. I don't know if she would see Guardians. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she'll see, you know a few other movies but mm-hmm. Godzilla is an internationally recognized character I yeah. think you know the way it was marketed the way it's done people will go see it mm-hmm. um, even even people who don't understand or know all the villains can at least recognize or know who that main character is like you know my parents as, the, as mm-hmm. we always use our family members as the constant but um, they may not know Masara Rodan and, yeah. you know, you know King Ghidorah and Mechagod. They may not know those, but they know Godzilla. Mm-hmm. So they know that character. Yeah. Um, so I think for that, and combined with such a great trailer and marketing, the mm-hmm. marketing people are very on point, knowing what, you know, exactly what day, what time to strategize and put out these things for the public. Mm-hmm. Then I think this is a movie that, you know, like you said, will have a broader audience. And I think it's going to do really well. Mm. You know, I hope so. I hope so. I, I mean, so. I've already got uh, my IMAX screening lined up. I'm going Thursday night. Uh, because uh, Legendary and Warner Brothers said, uh, uh, much like they did with Pacific Rim, they're giving away an IMAX poster. So, uh, Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. This and It's pretty awesome, too. It's uh, I have it up on the Facebook page. Um it's a Japanese flag, you know, with the with the rising sun. You know, obviously it's supposed to be like a nice kind of sun in front. Then there's a beautiful image of Godzilla, and he's over San Francisco, like just towering over it. But it's very well done. I odd. There's like two little soldiers like firing up at him. It's it's kind of adorable. But yeah, this this looks on par with um, the IMAX uh, poster that uh, they put out for Pacific Rim last year, which I got like three of them sitting around here somewhere because. Uh, I uh, kind of sweet talked the girl at uh, at you know at, at, at the front of the ticket booth. Like, hey, you know, can I get a couple more? Like, I don't care. A lot of turns out, a lot of people who work for mainstream theaters don't care about their jobs. So, uh, yeah. And my buddy George managed to grab. Uh, like we went back two days later to see another movie, and he walked up there um, asking, us, "Hey, do you know those specific rim posters?" So, like, uh, we got this one. It was the uh, one designed. Um, by the guy that does uh, uh, Metal Gear Solid. Um, I'm drawing a blank on his uh, name right now. Everyone's, I know people are yelling at me too. Um, but it's the one with Gypsy, you know, all chromed out with the, with the blades on yeah. it. Yeah. We got like 900 of those because we just took what they didn't get rid of. So, oh, that's, I, that's I, good. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that there will be posters because I'm actually, I don't know if I am seeing it in IMAX. However, 
Um, as I'm going to have to give this out, um, May, by the time you guys listen to this, uh, May is my birthday month. Mm-hmm. And by month, I mean, no, I'm not taking a whole month off to celebrate. I wish I could. But uh, someone asked me, he's like, oh, so you're one of those people. I was like, no, I just happened to be born in the month of May. Mm-hmm. Um, and so friends have already bought tickets mm-hmm. for my birthday for that. But we are seeing it Thursday night. We're seeing it D-Box seats. Oh, style. oh I'm, I'm jealous. Yeah, so um, full. so basically, for those who, who for those who don't yeah. know or have not been to amusement parks in a while mm-hmm. or fairs, uh, D box seats is each individual seat that you sit in in the theater. It moves with the motion of the movie. So if Godzilla is walking, much like Jeff Goldblum's character of mm-hmm. Jurassic Park, your chair ripples. Your mm-hmm. chair feels like it's kind of um, feeling the effects of the ground shaking. If you're on a boat or Thor is flying, your chair kind of sways. And, you know, for those, just quick disclaimer, because they do that if you are pregnant or you are inebriated, <laughs> they ask you not to ride those, not to sit in those chairs. Also, they give you like a piece of paper. It's like this long yellow warning paper. Also, for those who, you know, want to be with their families but get motion sickness at a drop of a hat, each chair allows four levels. Oh, yeah. So it's no mo- no movement, mm-hmm. no movement, low, medium, and high, mm-hmm. in which I say nothing less than maximum. Exactly. So I will do it, but you know, tickets are a little bit more, like three, two, three dollars more. Check your local, you know, places, and um, just Google D box seats, and you'll find the website, and it'll lead you to all the, all of the uh, theaters around the nation that has it. But, you know, I don't know. For those who are going, the IMAX poster, I believe, is for what Chris is talking about. The D-Box seats, you're going to have to check with you're your local theater. You're going to have to do a little searching. Yeah, cause we got a theater down here in Anaheim right across the street from um, Disneyland that has D-Box. So uh, whenever there's a Fast and Furious movie that comes out, that's where we see the opening night. <laughs> because those seats were made for a movie like that. Like, uh, we saw Fast Five in D-Box, and it was one of the most amazing experiences I've ever had. Because every time, like, Dom's car, like, you know, bolts up or something like that, the whole seat rocks with it. And, yeah, the second I get into it, even before they turn it on, I, I jump it to max. So there's no, there's no other way to do it. So um, I didn't get to see Pacific Rim. I kept kicking myself, but since it was around Comic-Con, I was so damn broke that I didn't, <laughs> I couldn't pay for the 18 bucks to go see it over at my theater down here, but I already have, um, I think either Friday night or Saturday night lined up. No, yeah, Friday or Saturday lined up, because uh, I got to take my dad one of those nights, and I told him, like, since he lives right around the corner, I'm like, we're doing it this way, so he's like, I, I he hasn't seen, he, he just recently saw his first 3D movie, like, modern 3D movie. I took him to go see uh, 300, and he's just like, I, I, and then I'm like, just give it a chance, so he's a 58-year-old man, uh, once the movie ended, he's like, "Wow, just that just blows away anything I ever saw as a kid with those crappy, uh, you know, red and blue glasses." I'm like, "I know, it's really awesome." <laughs> like, it's like the blood was just coming right at you, wasn't it? He's like, "Oh my god, it was great." So he's excited for guys. He loves monster movies. Um, and I showed him the trailer for this. He's like, "Oh, oh, son, the, 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 oh, this is exactly what they should have done years ago. Why didn't they do it like that?" I'm like, "Because the right people weren't in charge." That's always what it comes down to. Yeah, my dad's a giant man child, so it, you know I'm gonna. T- I'll take a tape recorder. I'm gonna try to get his reaction when we come out watching this because I took him to see Captain America, 
and Cap's like his favorite superhero of all time. He hated the first movie. Like, just, just, like, crapped all over. He's just like, it's like, man, that movie was just weak. And that was the one he was looking forward to the most. So, Cap 2 comes out, and he's like, we, I'm like, you want to go see Cap? He's like, yeah, I'll go see it. And we walked out, he's like, oh my god, oh, it was, that's exactly, that's, that's what I've been seeing in my head since I was like 10. That's what they, oh, oh, he goes off, he's just, he's in many ways, kind of like an old woman, who just can't believe that it's like, you know, where has technology come? I'm just like, it's just the modern age, dad, just how we live today. Oh, no. Yeah. And I will definitely have to uh, put a bookmark in it. I would love to know later off of podcast why your dad did not like the first Captain America movie. Yeah. Because to me, it was a period piece mm-hmm. that worked well. I'll give you one but, little thing. He hated the costume. Yeah. There's, yeah. Okay. That, that, okay. A lot of that for him that. is make and break because he's a huge comic book. Like, he grew up in the... Uh, 60s and 70s, and he loves guys like Neil Adams and stuff like that. And he, but Cap was like his... Cap and Daredevil are his two all-time favorite like comic characters ever. And he hated the Daredevil movie, and then he hated this. He hated the first Cap movie. He loved Avengers, and he lo- absolutely loved this new Cap movie. So, and I know That's you, great, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm, gr- I'm glad that he really liked the second one. At least he wasn't like, mm. Mm-hmm. Didn't like the first one. I'm out. Yeah. Not seeing the second no, one. No, he's he's that. Why he gave it a chance? Yeah. No, he's willing to give just about anything a chance. So, but enough about my father. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> talk about something we we made promise to the uh, to the people on our last podcast, but we did not technically live up to, mostly because both of us were working our our butts off. WonderCon was a week and a half ago in the lovely yes. city of Anaheim, California, my very backyard. Um, Jessica and I were both there. Uh, if you had yes. followed us on the on the Facebook, I posted a couple of things, and uh, now I'm living up to my promise of recapping what we saw at that show. So let's break down to the big thing first. Saturday, the Warner Brothers panel. I managed to get in. Jessica, on the other hand, had to go do some other stuff because at conventions she literally becomes multiple man and like goes 20 different places like <laughs> like literally she has to clone herself just to do everything that she has to do so i got in jessica what did you go do i actually had to go and deal with something over with legendary mm-hmm. and uh it was this whole thing, but obviously the, the end of it was I got to see, this is where Chris and I make a good team. He does the one thing and I can go do something else mm-hmm. and I can live vicariously through his updated tweets mm-hmm. or texts. When he's like, he was like, oh, not all the seats are filled. Hey, you see for you. Oh, trailer about to start. I get like a 10 second play by play from him. But um, I manage to get while he's watching footage. I managed to get two of the posters that they were exclusively giving out to sign because, as Chris likes to coin it, uh, Chris had to do a Sophie's Choice moment. Mm-hmm. And so I, Jesse, had to go grab the posters because he was not able to. And I think for Chris it was because they, I don't know why they do it, they always put autograph signings of posters very close to the time of whatever panel it's on. Not always but some conventions do. Mm-hmm. And as for those who haven't been to conventions or whatnot, it is almost impossible to do 
both. Even if they're back-to-back because there's such a long line, they'll give out tickets and wristbands in order for you to get the posters or get it signed. But if Chris were to do that, then he can't wait in line to go into the panel screening of the new, I'm sorry, of the panel screening the new trailer. Mm-hmm. So Chris went to go do that while I went to go hunt down posters. So, and I was able to snack too and, you know, wonderfully. And then I was, after that, I went to go hunt down Chris to go give one of them to you. And I, I don't know. I didn't get to see your reaction when you looked at it. Uh, I don't think I was there. No, you actually handed up. No, you handed, well, we met up on the floor. Um, it was you. Were, it was literally, I think, like two hours later too. Uh, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I had snuck my dad in, and um, he was off buying some stuff. So I, I had you and two of the guys from our site all converging at once. So uh, my buddy from from the site shows up, and then you literally show up like a minute later. You say hi to everybody, and then you're like, uh, "Here you go." You had like an interview with the DC guys or something. You had to go run off and do. So literally, like yeah. a Tas- like like a tiny Asian Tasmanian devil, you came and went, <laughs> and I was just left holding a poster. I'm just like, oh, neat, very sweet. So, um, but yeah, I did. Uh, I did get up. I came early because um, knowing the Anaheim Convention Center as I do, they are far more strict than say like uh, San Diego is with people lining up. Um, D23, they wouldn't let anybody line up until at least 5.45, almost 6 in the morning for like the first 10 a.m. panel. So people were just kind of hanging up, but they were shooing everyone away. So I uh, I got up. I woke up actually kind of late. And I was just like, oh, God, I'm, I'm not going to get anything. It was like 8 o'clock already. I, mind you, I live 10 minutes, literally from my front door to the entrance of the Anaheim Convention Center. But it's still a matter of parking and walking and stuff like that. Um Literally, so I'm checking Twitter. I'm checking. Uh, the, I, I follow a couple of people that uh, were keeping tabs on it. And literally, the one guy that I was, I was like, "Oh, there's plenty of line. Uh, there's plenty of room to get into the arena. So if you get down here like next hour, you'll get in." I'm like, "Oh, sweet." So get in there. Um, hop in line. No problem. Skid. I'm on the right where the bleachers end because it's the arena. Literally, is that it's an arena. It's like a giant. Um, it seats like six, almost seven thousand people uh, open, but the way they have it, they have they cut off half of it and they put like a giant screen, and the podium and all that stuff for the Q and A's, and so it seats about almost four thousand people when it's done like that. Um, so they uh, they pull out the bleachers uh, on the floor because there's like a bowl normally where they play basketball games, so there's a higher up. So I'm sitting fairly close, so I got I got a good spot, you know, not right in front but not far away. Um, and I'm sitting there. I'm holding a spot the entire time for Jessica as they're yelling everyone, fill in all the seats, blah, blah. I'm, I got my backpack and everything. And everyone's just like, is that seat? I'm like, yeah, she's in the bathroom. Uh, go away. Just for the hopes that if Jessica could make it, you know, you know, bottom of the line, she could still sit. Unfortunately, she couldn't. But since I'm a big guy anyway, I just kept the seat for myself. So that way I had some elbow room. Yes, it was, it was a bit of a dick move, but, uh, when you're crammed in next to other people of your size, it's not comfortable, especially in like little tiny fold-out chairs. So I, I, I just I did it for other people, so they that way they don't have to sit next to me and smell me. <laughs> uh, but anyway, the Warner Brothers panel was awesome. Um, real quick, they uh, showed um, a new trailer for uh, the uh, Edge of Tomorrow, the new Tom Cruise movie. 
about it's pretty yeah. much Groundhog's Day meets uh, Starship Troopers. That's the best way you can put it. I was gonna say, yep, he relives every day. Yeah. They, when did they? When did they show you? Was the Godzilla? It was toward the end. Godzilla literally was the capper. So, but the the uh, it was it was so weird because this panel was almost catered to everything I love in life. Because uh, Edge of Tomorrow is based on a book called All You Need Is Kill that I love dearly. I love this book. Um, and they had Bill Paxton come out, and I love Bill Paxton. And all he did was just play up to the crowd. They, they, they barely talked about the movie. All he was doing was screaming, game over, man, game over, and everything else. So, <clears throat> And I think he got a couple of Hell Hydras off in there, too. <laughs> so uh, so that was that. Then there was that tornado movie, Into the Storm, that came out. And I'm a tornado. I'm a natural disaster. No, but tornadoes are like my big thing. So, And I love Twister. So this pretty much looks like that kind of film. And then they brought out Gareth Edwards. And Drew McQueenie of uh, HitFix was hosting the panel. So he gives everything. It's just like, uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure like a lot of you, this is the one thing everyone got here early to see. And everyone was just like, yeah, okay, we know what's coming. So let me introduce the director, Gareth Edwards. Gareth came out, very humbled and British. It's like, uh, th th thank you very much. You know, you know, just you know, doing this whole thing. It's just like, uh, you know, they, they talked for a minute. And... Um, and then they did their, you know, their little shtick, their little tease. It's like, uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, Drew was like, ah, I heard you brought something. It's like, yeah, I know, but I don't think the people want to see it. And then everyone's just like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, okay, just show it. Like, kind of like that. We know you brought something. Don't, don't play games. You know, sometimes <laughs> they like to play games, but everyone, at this point, everyone's just like, no, we, we, they're, they're like crack addicts. Like, we need our fix now. Everyone's like twitching and shaking. It's just like, show us. So... Like, all right, so the lights went down, um, and I got a little addendum to the story. Remind me when, when I'm finished. So the footage comes up, and immediately I recognize what it is. It's the South by Southwest footage, um, which, Ted, they said, still not done at that point. Like, there was still some rough CG. Luckily, it was, it looked like it was 90% complete, but you could still tell, like, some scenes that were still very rough. But um, what we read, what I read off, a poc, uh, like, three podcasts ago, this is what I got to see now. So, literally, it's um, the the tram stopping in uh, Honolulu at the Honolulu airport. You see Aaron Taylor Johnson hanging out on this tram. Looks at this little kid. He's like, ah, I'll be fine. It's gonna pop up in a couple minutes. Then we uh, smash cut to uh, some some soldiers running through a, a jungle, and you hear some noise and you see some flames in the background, and something's going on. Then we cut to a scene on the beach and this little girl walks out and she's like huh and you see all the waves retreating and we got to the we get to the scene we see in the trailer of uh, Ken Wanatabi on um, on the aircraft carrier and you see something swelling and then you see the spikes and you see one spike coming right at him and then it goes right underneath and they give you that shot of Godzilla passing underneath these three or four aircraft carriers and then he kind of resurfaces and just parts the sea it's his whole back is exposed at that point. And then that's when we get the scene of the dad grabbing the girl, everyone running from the beach. And, of course, there's the dog tied up because everyone's in a panic and leaves the dog. So as the waves are crashing in, the dog snaps the leash and just hauls butt, runs past everyone. So you know the dog's fine. Um, the dad has got the girl in his arms. She's looking behind him. And there's just 50-foot wall of water coming at everyone. Everyone's just running and screaming. He runs into a building. It's a glass, like, storefront, too. So I'm shocked that, you know, they didn't do the whole thing with the glass breaks from the water pressure. And so they show the tsunami kind of overtaking downtown Honolulu, or at least close to it as possible. 
he then gets real quiet for a second. All the power goes out. And you see that shot in the trailer of the four flares go up. And you see just, like, neck, chest of just Godzilla. And he's just moving. It's just a mass. And you just, you kind of hear him just moving. He's, there's, like, a slight kind of, like, kind of sound. And there's a bunch of military guys on the rooftop. And all of a sudden, they just start opening up on him. And, like, he's just moving. Like, nothing's going on. Like, doesn't even notice it. The guys even stop. They're like, oh, like, he doesn't even realize we're here. So they they don't do anything. You just see his tail whip around a building and take off. That's when we come back to the to the tram. And the lights kick on. Aaron Taylor Johnson turns to the key. He's like, see, I told you. And so you hear things like, welcome back to Honolulu Airport, blah, blah. And the lights go up on the rest of the trailer track. And then as the last light shows up, bam, muto. And it's just walking around, and it sees the trailer, and everyone's like, oh, oh, crap. And the trailer starts moving, and Aaron Taylor Johnson's like, oh, this isn't good. So as it's starting to get closer, two helicopters zoom in and start unloading on, on this thing. Doesn't even bat an eye at him. Aaron Taylor Johnson yells at everyone, get down, get down. So they all get down. The uh, uh, the helicopters are just they, they're just repeatedly just firing at the – and you see there's more than one. There's two of them moving around, so we get from the air, uh, we get from the helicopter perspective as they're just firing. Finally, the tram comes up towards the muto, and it just rips it in half. It's that scene you see in the trailer where Aaron Taylor Johnson leaps as something tears apart this tram. Um, it starts sliding; the track's broken, so the trailer's kind of leaning over. People are falling out, and they're, it's not like a, ah, it's like oh yeah, no, and people are just like falling to their deaths. So the little kid he was talking to starts sliding. He's holding on to a corner. Aaron Taylor Johnson says, grabs the kid. And we cut back to the um, the helicopter perspective. It's coming back around for another roll and open unloading on, on the Muto. And another one pops up in its way and kind of like puffs its wing and just knocks the helicopter out. And what we see at this point is, uh, is uh, one of the uh, servicemen for the... Um, for the uh, planes at the airport, and a bunch of water rushed past his legs, but he's just so entranced by what's going on, he doesn't even see the, doesn't even notice the water. And the helicopter catches fire. He got hit by the muto, starts spinning out, slams into uh, a plane, and we see this from the perspective of the terminal. So there's this huge like explosion. People are running inside this terminal, and it causes a chain reaction explosion. Bam, bam, <coughs> bam, bam. And this is the part where everyone's just like in awe and silence. Then this happens. So the last explosion, huge explosion, and what do you see? A giant foot just slammed down on the ground, and the place goes ballistic. There's a huge, like, clap, like, oh my god! <clears throat> they cut back to the muter. The muter looks up, sees what you know the foot is connected to, kind of makes this hissing sound, kind of like the uh, the spitter in Jurassic Park, and then we get this beautiful reveal. It's just from from the leg up, and it gives you a size comparison of the Mutos to uh, to Godzilla. So it just the camera just kind of rolls up like it does in the new trailer, and just rolls up, and then finally, you just get you get the full body shots. Godzilla, he's standing there, and it is perfect. People start like going ballistic, like the the whole arena like pops, and it's just he he is perfect. He's standing there like his arms are kind of hunched. He's hunched over. Like he, like like a person that got woke up out of bed, hearing some bad news, and now he's got to go deal with it. Literally, he's just got this angry, pissed-off look on his face, and he roars at the screen, goes black, 
the whole arena's up on their feet, like clapping. That's the footage. Yes, and I actually had a couple of thoughts as I was trying to hold back mm -hmm. laughter, not at your description, mm -hmm. but because of the fact that, first off, for those who don't watch Parks and Recreation, please go see that show. Mm -hmm. There's an episode where Leslie Nope is doing her, her, her you know, speech. Mm -hmm. Not a speech, but it's kind of when all the candidates need to come and talk about why they would be good mm -hmm. to be, you know, city councilor for Pawnee and all this stuff. The cable is not working mm -hmm. at Andy Dwyer and April Ludgate's house. Mm -hmm. So Andy, played by Chris Pratt, mm -hmm. of the Galaxy, decides to entertain all the sponsors who are at their house who had sponsored Leslie Nope by acting out all of his favorite movies. <laughs> so he's doing all these favorite movies. He's talking, he's mm. stomping around, he's making shooting sounds. He's like duck and rolling on the floor. He goes, and that, my friend, is like die hard. <laughs> and he does that. And as you're, as you're describing this whole thing, you remind me of that entire scene of Andy Dwyer just like, imitating the voice and talking and he goes and then I said I'll be back and that was Terminator it was just it was hilarious I wish you could I wish you could I could see you physically act out this entire WonderCon South by Southwest yeah, thing there, but I love the way you were describing there were some <laughs> hand movements I'm a very hand guy like I do like a lot of that but yeah, so yes, so, so yes, yeah. no, but it was awesome. Mm -hmm. But you saw that. Yes, I, I saw didn't that. Get to, <laughs> I got to see it days later <laughs> when a, uh, a WonderCon attendee decided to leak that footage online, <laughs> and so I got to I got to see it online. Mm -hmm. However, I do want to say Godzilla must be the most courteous kaiju because he goes under that boat mm -hmm. like like a. Like a, just trying, he goes, nope, don't want to kill you yeah. guys, going under. But I'm sure that's just the way he swims. Mm -hmm. um, however, you text me right after the trailer, a couple days before, it's like, oh, the dog survives. Mm -hmm. I'm watching this trailer, and as that happens, and I'm like, no, the dog does not survive. <laughs> I refuse to believe it. That is a lie. Christine lied to me <laughs> three days ago. He lied to me. I do not lie. Um, the dog gets away. You think that the, we don't, as an audience from the trailer, we don't see it, mm -hmm. but the idea is, like you said, the, some of the characters went into um, they went, the, the, went into the, 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 the store. Yeah, of the door. Store, the but dad, as you walk, yeah. So the dad but carrying as you the dog. that entire flooding, though. Yeah, but you with do. all that flooding, I would think it would have drowned the dog and everyone who's in it. Because you see people trying to climb on top of cars. Yeah. You see people doing it. I'm sorry. I'm really hung up about the dog. I'm a dog person. <laughs> But, you know, people get sad when the dogs die in the movie. Yeah, they but do. But I was like, as I was watching that, I was like, Chris, <laughs> the dog does not survive. He lied to me in text. But, um, you know, <laughs> I was it's like, the worst no. lie of them all through text. <laughs> I know. Um, but, however, when you were describing, because this is WonderCon footage, mm -hmm. the part where you see Godzilla's foot come down, mm -hmm. I do see what you're talking about because the Green kind of shakes, mm -hmm. and also I can hear everyone cheering in the arena. Mm -hmm. Everyone freaks out. I also want to say we, as a movie goers and humans, have become very good at recognizing major characters just by a foot coming down. Mm -hmm. Whether it's Nick Fury from a helicopter, mm -hmm. or you know, a woman's high-heeled foot coming out of a Lamborghini, we like we already know she's like the main character's girlfriend. We're cheering before we even mm -hmm. see the whole character. But then the foot comes down, yeah. everybody explodes. And then you see the whole character. Mm -hmm. I'm screaming 
alone in my kitchen yeah. with nobody around me to enjoy my screaming with me. But um, no, it was really, really good. And the hissing sound, yeah, you are you are correct. It's very reminiscent from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. But no, it looks really, really good. Of course, I see humans as the pests in this trailer, yeah. but. You know, they didn't know. They probably, they're probably going to do one of those classics where they think that they're both enemies. Mm. It might be the off chance that humans might think both of them come from the same, like they associate them both as the enemy, but maybe only Ken Watanabe is like, no, one of them is kind (laughs) Mm of, not technically, but kind of on our side. Yeah. The other one is it. There's many movies where the humans associate, Mm -hmm. like, you know, Batman's fighting Joker. Mm-hmm. Oh, they must be on the same side. Mm-hmm. Wait, why? Why? Yeah, I never, why I never understood that? that. You never understood that mm-hmm. logic, right? Of characters mm-hmm. who are like, you two are fighting. You must be on the same side of the law. Mm-hmm. Must be. Um, but I think that's kind of what will happen, mm-hmm. at least. And then, obviously, we saw from the new trailer, he says, let them fight. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm hoping he sheds light and lets people know, like, don't bother the one thing that's pretty much keeping humans from extinction. Well, I, I, could, I can tell you this. Like, now I'm completely sold on the design, though. Just the yeah. way, the way, A, they, they got the two things. I, because when I, okay, this is going back a little bit, but at Comic-Con 2012, so I didn't get into the Pacific Rim panel where they showed the first you know, the concept trailer for this. I was just angry. So I went to the legendary <laughs> booth just in a just a pissy mood. Like, the, that whole day was screwed for me because I was in line for eight hours, and I didn't get into that panel. Um, so I uh, I was there, and then I walk up, and literally this girl hands me something. It's like, you want to come back for the signing? I'm like, what's the signing for? She's like, oh, Gareth Edwards. Uh, and I believe it was Max Bornstein at the time, too, uh, for uh, Godzilla. I'm like, yes, take that. So they're like, I'm like, what time is it at? It's like, uh, it's uh, later today, like at five. I'm like, I'll be right there. So 4:45, I show up. Like, where's the line? Like, oh, well, you're the first one. You're start here. So I'm first one in line. So I got all my luggage, my poster tubes, because I look like a, a, not to be a, uh, not to stereotype. I look like an Asian tourist when I'm at Comic Con. I'm just wrapped in bags and cameras. So it's it's really it's it's almost sad in its own way because you can't even see the cool T-shirt I'm rocking at the time because there's just so much other uh, other junk over it. But I go up, you know, Gareth Edwards sits down. They're signing these little postcards, um, and pretty much they're just like, ah, uh, Gareth. He's like, oh, thanks. I'm like, I I had to tell him one thing. I'm like, okay, first thing, let me give one thing straight. So originally when I heard they, you know, someone errorously reported Guillermo del Toro's making this movie, I jumped. And then they said, no, that wasn't true. So that was kind of iffy. But then they announced you. And I had seen Monsters at that point. And I did a backflip. I was just like, yes, this is the perfect guy to do this movie. And he was like, legit. Like, he kind of like, he looked at me. He's like, really? Like, that you, you got that from Monsters? I'm like, well, because I told him. It's like, it was the tone you had with Monsters is what I'm hoping you you take that and put it to Godzilla. And he's like, oh. And then I believe, and I'm not 100% sure it was Max, but I'm pretty sure it was Max Bornstein. He kind of leans over and like, dude, don't worry. We we got this. I, I swear we have this. So you're going to love what you see. So I just asked him one thing. It's like, I just, are you guys making him a character or is he just an effect in the background? And Gareth said, it's like, no, he is the star of the film. He's not the effect. He is literally, he is one of the cast members. So 
that is what, you know, don't worry about that in. So, thankfully, they have gotten that down from what I've seen so far. Because that shot, when they pan up, there is, it's not just, you know, hey, it's just another, like, it's not like, uh, you know, the Jurassic Park thing where it's just like an animal that's kind of thing. Like, literally, there is, like, it, it's it's like the Japanese version. There's, you know, thought going on. There's expression. It's just the, just angry, just surly look he has on his face. Just like, you, like literally, as I said, like he woke up and he now he's got to go deal with something, and he's like half asleep. He was having a he he was dreaming nice dreams, and literally someone shook him. And it's like, hey, someone hit your car, and they're still outside. Now he's got to go take a lead pipe and go beat the crap out of that guy. That is the look he had on his face, and it is just it was just spine tingling, perfect. <laughs> so that is a great yeah. way of use of words. Mm-hmm. And you know what you know what the design looks to me now now that I've really seen it in the movement it looks like the um like an americanized version of the of the Godzilla Mothra King Ghidorah out like look the big kind of mixture of like a dinosaur and crocodile where he was like real fat his arms are kind of they're not they're 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 chubby themselves like everything's like heavy on him there's just mass but you know that there's like it's like muscle mass like he looks like a Kind of looks like a like an old school pro wrestler, like King Kong Bundy, where it's like, yeah, he's kind of a fat dude, but you know he can snap you in half with just his two fingers. So that's and and it works for me. Like I, from certain shots, like you know, especially the toys, the way that the toys are kind of molded. Like I, I've been looking, I was like, eh, I don't, eh, I don't know. But now that I've seen the motion, yes, it works perfectly. And by the way, some of the toys that are out on the shelves right now aren't eh, kind of crappy. I don't know if you've seen them yet, Jessica. Um, I have been to Toys R Us and Target mm-hmm. to see the toys. The movie toys are all right. Mm-hmm. I can see why you say that. But also they're having a wave of the original classic Godzillas. Yes. A toys because there's a King Caesar. Yes, that's and then the original Bandai stuff. And you know, stuff. a few other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I was very shocked to see that. Mm-hmm. I had friends who were like, what is that mutated ape? <laughs> Uh, so like, I was that like, is King no. Caesar, sir, and he owns big time. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I I actually like the classic toys a little bit more right now mm-hmm. than what they're putting out for the movie. Yeah, but I haven't really gone hunting for the toys yet because I kind of need a little bit more time mm-hmm. for that. Maybe after this weekend, mm-hmm. I'll probably have some more time to go and go hunting yeah. for them. Well, me being the giant kid that I am, I hit Toys R Us's, like, uh, the three of them, they're on my way to work, usually coming home. And, uh, just, uh, Nika hasn't put out their crop of stuff yet, which is what I'm really waiting for. And I have been unable to find the giant Jax figure, because when, well, it turns out that only two get shipped per shipment in one box. So the second they hit the shelves, there are people like me who buy both of them and turn around and flip them on eBay. So... The current asking price on eBay is $135, even though the thing sells for 50 bucks retail. So I'm either going to have to wait until the, the demand dies down or eventually just fork out the cash and overpay for the thing. But the yeah, the Bandai stuff, I haven't really... The, the current crop of stuff, I haven't really been sold on. It's just like... Because here's the thing with Bandai. They do great work when they really want to, and then they do really half-ass work the other times. And the kind of current crop of Godzilla stuff that they put out is more in line with the half-dash stuff than the really cool stuff. If you want to see really cool stuff, go look at their Ben 10 figures that they have around the corner. Those are really awesome figures. 
And you go around and you look at the Godzilla stuff. It's like, did you guys outsource this to like freaking like Canada or something? This this is like low subpar even for you. So um, I know that the Nika figure, the main Godzilla figure the, for the new movie from Nika, is slowly trickling onto the market right now. So uh, this weekend I'm going to be checking it out because I get paid. So I I I need something to. I haven't gotten anything cool in a while. And I do know that Nika has put out like an initiative now because a lot of people have been complaining that, hey, we can't ever find your stuff unless it's on the secondary market and usually at double price. It's been an issue with the Pacific Rim figures. So Nika, mm-hmm. Nika put out a thing on their Facebook and Twitter like a week and a half ago. Like, okay, we've heard all the complaints. We've taken it into account. So what we're doing now is we have, we have sent like double the stock of all of our current lines to... You know, every Toys R Us and every other major retailer that carries our stuff. What we want you to do is go and take a picture to make sure that A, these people are putting it out, and B, that they're well stocked. Send us a picture. If I th- there's some weird contest they got going with it, like if you send them a picture and the place isn't properly stocked, they'll give you like a discount or something like that. I have to double check. Uh, but um, I was happy to see that there are actually there are actual Pacific Rim figures on store shelves that I can purchase at a non-inflated price finally. So. I can finally go get my Cherno Alpha next week. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking forward to that one. Cherno Alpha is my one of my favorite Jaegers and then obviously my obsession with Oni Baba. Yes. So those two are my my wonders. Mm-hmm. And if you ever want custom stuff, Etsy. Have, like even the eBay of custom. Yeah, even looking at the, like the plushy Oni Babas, haven't you? Yes, and there are plushy uh Cherno Alphas. Shocking! So. People love Cherno Alpha. I they, they like. I I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe the uh, the husband wife. The buckethead. Yeah. Or yeah, it is a weird design too. But people seem to love them. Yep. They're like, oh, that couple needs to go down together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that's our love. <laughs> that is symbolic of me and my husband's love when we go see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Yeah. So like, I know that Nika, like you said, was coming out with Godzilla stuff, and there'll be more. Yeah. Sure, we'll be seeing more that comes out well, along the they way. They do have the classic line too. So not uh, the, they haven't announced that they're doing a Muto figure. More than likely, they are. Um, but they got a two size version of the movie figure, and that's coming. That's like slowly starting to trickle out. And then July, the classic line starts. So they're going to be putting out like all the different suits. They already announced like two. I think eight the Biolani suit, and then I think like. Um, the suit from like Godzilla vs. Smog Monster or something like one of the 70s ones is coming out with that line too. Or it might be the later 90s ones. I'm not I'm not 100% sure on that. But they keep they said hey if it sells well we're going to do them all. So go buy those things because Nika does very good products. Even though they're a little pricey it's well worth it. Uh, right. Right. It's also about quality detail. It is. Quality and you know. Well they, they are the McFarlane of, of this day and age so the McFarlane toys. Right, right. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, a couple other little news bits because we are already at well over an hour, so <laughs> time flies. Um, Legendary is already pumping out stuff uh, for Godzilla. We, like I said, we're two weeks away. They have announced a contest. Uh, Jessica actually brought this to me right before we sat down to record, so um, I'm going to let you handle this end, so take it away. Oh, yeah, so I got an email from Legendary, and as I opened up and, you know, looked at it, mm-hmm. I, the first thing I thought was, like, mm, this is a Chris Eaton moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I forwarded the email over to you immediately, 
And basically, it's you would get, they prefer an HD you know, version, a video of yourself, you and your friends, kind of a reaction video to the horrors of Godzilla going to your city or your hometown. And they have a link through Legendary where you can submit that video. So it's almost like a home video or like a Cloverfield moment. Mm -hmm. And what happens is it's a contest that they'll choose various winners or maybe one winner. Um, I didn't look at it. I looked at it close enough for me to immediately forward it to Christine. But on May 9th, they choose the winners, and then your clip will be included into like a global release. So yeah, they're uh, so they're doing like a collage okay. video. Yes, yes. And so and you know if you got for those who are interested, it is uh, GodzillaAlert.com/slash/submit. And uh, I am posting the. I'll have the video in the show link in the show notes, and it's also up on our uh, Facebook page as well too. Yeah. Yep, and they said, you know, they want you to, obviously there's a description of your thing, you have to include all this stuff, like a caption, email, you know, city and country way for them to find you, mm -hmm. but you need to hashtag your videos, hashtag Godzilla alert, mm -hmm. so they don't miss them. They do prefer HD YouTube videos, but mm -hmm. any platform would work. Yeah. The point of this is to capture your reaction of on video mm -hmm. of Godzilla arriving in your town. So they basically want to show kind of a tracking of Godzilla's path around the globe. Yeah. And you know, they encourage you to be as creative as possible with your videos. Mm -hmm. And you know, they'll be highlighting some of their favorite submissions via Godzilla alert Tumblr. Mm -hmm. Then they're gonna edit a super cut from the best that you, you know, that you've received. Um, Keep in mind that videos without music will be easier to edit together into the final supercut. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just for those who can't find the website or would like some information now, um, who will want to do that. So it's like kind of like sharing your sighting. Yeah. You know, um, and that was the whole purpose. And I think that's actually a really smart and really great idea. It's almost like the 24-hour happy music video mm -hmm. with uh, Pharrell, <laughs> where they're tracking people from around the world mm -hmm. being happy Unfortunately, this is Godzilla coming to your town, so your happiness is dependent. I would, um, but I think, yeah, I think it's a good marketing way oh, too, and to get yourself because it's great. It's something better than just like you know, like hey, just put your information in here so we can put you on a mailing list, and we'll give you something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that's like free footage for them. They're like, mm, mm -hmm. we don't gotta hire any more actors yep. and get a red camera or something, and we can just put all of you guys. It's like using us as as, as free free labor. Oh yes, but the we good are kind. child sweatshop labor for them. Yeah, but the good kind, and I can totally <laughs> see Chris doing a, a fake freak out somewhere in the middle. Of oh no, I, I already know what I would do. Instead of a freak out, I would do a shot. Like you would show, like this is how I would do it. So you would show maybe like. Are you gonna Are you gonna give away your secret, or are you gonna I don't, are you gonna I have a, video? a mediocre video like camera, so I I might give this a shot. Um. You know, just the way I'm doing it, I, I would have to involve some um, some tricky editing. But what I would do is maybe take a shot of like uh, maybe like San Francisco in ruins, and maybe like the shot of like Godzilla moving away. And then it, it's gonna be a matter of some quick editing. But instead of like running in terror, I'd be that guy in the corner, like up on the building, just the single Indian tear, like the like I just saw some trash <laughs> roll down the road, 
And then I just hold up like a red band around my around my fist that says "Never Forget." And then on the other side, "Vengeance." And I just wrap it around my forehead, Rambo style, ready to go in for uh, just just declaring my uh, my my undying uh, intention of bringing this creature down that's brought this uh, this horror upon my life. I would very much see that, and I was actually, I thought because you are in the lovely city of Anaheim, mm-hmm. you would have something to do with Disneyland, which I don't know if Disneyland, if they will, I mean, it's not for profit purpose, so I'm sure, you know, mm-hmm. you can always have a Godzilla foot going through the happiest place on earth, yeah. the irony of that. I'll tell you this, Disney's um, very, very iffy about bringing cameras in right now, because um, of that uh, um, Escape from Tomorrow movie, have you heard about that? I have. Yeah. I have, yeah. Real quick, for those who don't know, um, back at, uh, I think it was last year's Sundance, there was a movie called Escape from Tomorrow. And the title's referring to Tomorrowland. And what it was, it was this dude who gorilla shot this entire film in Disneyland, like literally on rides and everything. And it's done in like black and white, and it's a very weird David Lynchian-style film. But the it, it's it was more astonishing the fact that this dude spent like a whole week and he shot over like three days like he stayed at the the Walt Disney World and he shot this surreal movie without nobody from the park knowing or if they did he might have slipped him a hundred just to look the other way but it, yeah it was just like people were just like um oh this is gonna be very uncomfortable and the fact that Disney did not take any stance and I think it was more the fact it's like if we do take a stance all we're gonna do is just put more attention on this movie so. They just never said anything, but I, I think the word went around. It's just like, okay, anybody that has any sort of like higher end camera are very suspect now. So I think like your normal little tiny, you know, everyday um, little HD Sony cameras are fine, but if anybody has anything bigger now, they're 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 very suspect of them. So it is an interesting movie. You should go check it. Uh, just check out the trailer uh, on YouTube. Just call Ed, uh, Escape from Tomorrow. It's really weird. Sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of my friends would really love it. Mm-hmm. Some of my friends, I think, from from film school or arts, you know, with a very artsy background, they seem to really like it. and They like the idea of how it was done too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can see that. But yeah, no, I can I can see why that actually might be an issue to use. Yeah. For those who are in Anaheim listening to this, uh, I may want to check with Disney. Nah, don't don't uh, check with Disney. My Just, idea. You can get, there's ways yeah. around it. You can shoot on the outside. Because you can see... I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure you can shoot You can the see the, from Harbor Boulevard, like across street at the McDonald's, you can shoot the entrance, and you can shoot... Uh, you get the Tower of Terror, you get... Uh, you get Big... Th- you know, you get Space Mountain, and you can kind of get the Matterhorn in the shot. So it's enough to get that landscape. So if you want to do something cool like that, that's that's about the way to do it. You're just going to have a million people walking your way, so... Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's very true. And then, and then you just CGI that foot in there. Yep. Uh, the Gojira foot. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's do. Uh, we got a couple other little news bits, and then uh, we will wrap this up. But we got we got a surprise for you guys. But uh, let's get through this first. Uh, if you're in the LA area, this coming week, um, the ArcLight Cinemas will be showing the original uncut version of Godzilla at all their locations. Uh, check their website, ArcLightCinemas.com. I think it's the 10th, 11th, and 12th. So it's a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So they have four, four like LA area locations. They have uh, Pasadena, Hollywood. Um, they have a um, a South Bay one, and then there's one out towards. Um, 
Oh god, where is it at? It's like in it's it's um like uh, near Reseda, like uh, off the 405 somewhere. Um, you just just uh yeah, double check the website. So if you want to check it there, you can. I know Saturday the Egyptian Theater and the American Cinematheque is running it as well. So if you can't make any of those, you can go check that out. That's always cool. The new Beverly Cinema, Quentin Tarantino's theater, is uh, going to be showing uh, a double feature of King Kong vs. Godzilla and the original Mothra on 35mm, because that's how they roll over there, uh, the weekend of the 11th, 12th, and 13th. So if you want to check that out, that's really cool. It's like a big family celebration thing, so it's perfect for you know bringing your kids, bringing everyone. We'll all have a good time. The, our, the, the new Beverly is a really cool place to see movies. It's like a movie lover's, like, it's it's kind of kitschy in a way because it literally is an old movie theater, but it, it there's a lot of love in that room. You can you can always feel it. And then the big thing, the big thing this weekend, if you are in the greater LA area, if you're like or if you are within like a five hour driving distance, this is something you're going to want to come and uh, check out. Um, there's going to be a, a double showing of Godzilla vs. Biollante at the Eritani Theater in LA in uh, the in Little Tokyo. It's on 2443 or 244 South San Pedro Street in Los Angeles. You can Google that. There's going to be two showings. There's going to be a 3 p.m. showing, which is English dubbed. And then there's going to be a 6 p.m. showing, which is Japanese and English subtitles for the purists. So you can come and check that out. Um, they do have a very big special guest, uh, FX director Kuichi Kawata. Kawakita, and I probably butchered that name, but so forgive me. Uh, I, even though I love these films, I, I, I'm just terrible with names. He's going to be there uh, talking and doing, a, I believe, a Q&A. Uh, and then later that night, you can walk down the street to Anime Jungle, the premier anime store in the greater L.A. area. And they will have uh, they will have him on hand, uh, 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 Mr. Kawakita on hand. He's going to be showing... His short film that he made that's only had one other public screen called God of Clay. It's a kaiju film, and uh, it's I, I've only seen a snippet of it. From what people told me, it's really, really cool. That's actually free, so you can show for there. And then um, a friend of the show, uh, uh, Mark uh, Jaramillo, will be screening uh, the first bit of uh, or giving you a look. Uh, I, I don't know how to really word it, but he's going to be showing something he's putting together. He's putting together a documentary about um, uh, fan films from Japan about kaiju's. So he's got a, a he's got a bushel of really cool stuff. Um, he was uh, very kind enough to show us back at Kamikaze, and uh, we should be having him in pretty soon to t- actually talk about this project. So. Um, just stay tuned on that. But if you want to get a sneak peek at this, this is at nine o'clock. Uh, Anime Jungle in um, in downtown LA in Little Tokyo. Um, just uh, you can check out uh, and it's AnimeJungle.com, I believe. Jessica. Yes, actually, it is on AnimeJungle.net. Net. Okay. And like you said, there's a three p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, English audio screening, a six p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, second screening, the Japanese audio with English subtitle. There is, I think what you were referring to is the model and camera demonstration. Mm-hmm. Other than uh, Mr. Kawakita or Kawakita-san, mm-hmm. the director of special effects, so is uh, Iwasaki, or Saki, excuse mm-hmm. me, of the Marbling Fine Arts Company. Okay. Those are two of the guests. And, uh, yeah, uh, Mark Jeremiah was the one who will be, you know, he's currently working on a great kaiju documentary 
very well connected in the industry. He's going to be showing possibly kind of what he's been working on. Um, if for those who are interested in Godzilla and Wolfman, he is definitely somebody that you need to speak to mm-hmm. for very Mm-hmm. And um, and so he was someone who will be there. And AnimeJungle.net, along with uh, JACCC, which is the Japanese American Cultural and Community Center, um, is also a huge sponsor of this also. And I believe it's $12 for adults mm-hmm. to buy tickets. And, but it's free for children 12 and under. Right. And that's for the guys. So that's it's for this the Saturday, guys. May 3rd. Free comic book day. Uh, yeah, I believe that's for the Godzilla versus Biollante screenings. Um, the Anime Jungle thing, um, I believe, is free, from what I was told. But uh, we'll, we'll get more. We'll, we'll when in the show notes, we'll have uh, definite uh, uh, information on that. But you can check out uh, the web, um, the Facebook site, um, and uh, PanzerCrush.com, and our Tumblr site. Uh, at, you know, when you listen to this, we'll have the flyer up. It has all the information on it. Um, but do, if you are within driving distance, this is something you definitely want to come and check out. This will be something awesome, and it's the fact that uh, um, uh, Mr. Kawakita is in town for this is a rare opportunity indeed. Bring some of your DVDs. Bring them down to get signed. He did the, most of the Heisei series. So. And uh, God of Clay has only been screened once in Japan and has never been publicly screened after that, so this is a very big deal. Um, and then again, if and if you know anything about Godzilla vs. the Wolfman, this is the this uh, documentary is definitely something you're going to want to check out. So yes. do check yes. that and out. Yeah, also you know I think I think they may have before I forget I think they may have like posters or other things or even figures mm-hmm. not just an anime jungle. If you show up, they may or may not be a contest or giveaway. I I don't know, so don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes those things pop up yeah. at special screenings. So it might be something other than that to worth going to mm-hmm. for something that's rare. You might get a special print or special figure. Yeah. If not, those are things that you can also try to find over at Anime Jungle. And, and Anime Jungle has a smorgasbord of cool Japanese. It's all Japanese import stuff. Uh, you could, They have a whole section just dedicated to Godzilla stuff. So, um, And they're very moderately priced, too. So... <laughs> Even if um, if you're just there, show up. There's a good chance you're gonna be walking out with something. So, uh, and if uh, you do show up, just tell them, hey, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast just gave you the word. Just you know, just all that will do is just give us a little love back. That's and that's all we ask. So, on that end, that is gonna bring us to the end of this show. But before we go, I uh, was lucky enough to talk to one Chris Maury at WonderCon. Uh, seeing as the fact that um, Jessica and I, being so busy we were, and the fact that WonderCon severely underestimated the popularity of some of their panels, uh, I didn't get into the Godzilla 60th anniversary panel where they were talking about the original movie because that was in a tiny room and there was a line going out the door and around the corner. This was a problem that was actually happening all day Saturday. Uh, the Batman 75th anniversary panel, which was in the upstairs ballroom, Way, way too small for what the for what the the crowd that was lined up for that. So there was issues like that all day, but uh, it was not without its with without you know going out that merit because I did get to meet one Chris Maury who was signing at the IDW booth, um, and he was kind enough to give us two copies of Godzilla, um, uh, uh, def- uh, Rulers of uh, um, what is it? It's God. It's the new. It's the new series. Um, 
Godzilla. Oh man, I'm blanking on it. It's got it right in front of me too. I feel like I feel like a dummy. I should have had this all set to go. Um, but yeah, anyway, the, the new series, issue nine of the new series. Um, he was kind enough to give us, uh, yeah, Rulers of Earth. I knew it. I was right. I had it right on the tip of my tongue, and I just like that. So anyway, he was kind enough to give us a couple of uh, signed copies. I will be giving one away uh, today after out of this podcast. Um, Jessica. Yes. So how are we yes, going to go I about was, this? I was timing. Mm-hmm. I was timing the second that the title comes to you because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that one jerk <laughs> yeah. that interrupts. And was like, no, no, it's, it's Rulers of Earth because mm-hmm. they they've had several different little subtitles. I want, it's I, like Godzilla. Something, I almost Godzilla said, yeah, something, I almost said so. Kingdom of Monsters, which was the first one. No, actually, it's because IDW is coming out with such a great Godzilla, t- you know, mm-hmm. titles and comics. I can see how one person would get everything confused. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're just so amped up. Godzilla yeah. <laughs> <laughs> juice coming. Yes. But, um, yes, go to our Facebook page. The moment you hear this, it will be already May. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless you're still in California time, then I don't know. But it will be May because it will be East Coast when you guys see this podcast. It goes on immediately as we record this because Chris is wonderful and works hard like that uh you will have till may 1st until may 9th to come and like our facebook page and we will choose a winner by random also disclaimer for everybody facebook sends all administrators emails into our box so we'll know if we saw you unclick like and then click like if you've already liked our page prior to may 1st so that actually will disqualify you. Please don't do that. We want to spread the love and have more people. We'll have plenty of more contests in the future. So for those who've already liked our page before May 1st, there will be a wonderful chance for you guys. We'll do, we to win we have something. something lined up for you guys right after this. So don't don't worry. We we we're not trying to be we're not trying to be douchebags, but we are trying to kind of get our numbers up. So it's it's a little douche on our part, but we're we we promise we are not. We're not forgetting the people that, that have already, you know, started following us. We have something really cool lined up for you guys, and uh, we will, uh, we will, um, we'll have that up soon. So I'm taking a shot of all the people that like our page right now because it's a very manageable, it's a very manageable shot. So we will know everybody who's already liked the page right now, and then uh, for those people, we will have something cooler the next podcast, which uh, will be in about a week. So just hang tight. We'll have something very cool for you. But for in the meantime, if you're a new listener or you haven't liked our page yet, come like our page. We will choose you at random. Um, it is issue nine of Godzilla Rules of Earth, signed by Chris Mowry. With a very nice little, uh, a very nice little kind of uh, you know an, an annotation at the bottom, so uh, you can get that. It's a pristine book. Uh, it's King Caesar fighting Megalon on the cover. Artwork by Matt Frank. So that is up for grabs. Uh, we will choose a winner. I think we'll announce it on the next podcast. If not, yes. yeah, we'll announce it on the next podcast. Yes, and we'll we will contact you guys through Facebook mm-hmm. through a Facebook inbox, and um, we can actually guys we will keep on updating our page mm-hmm. to the exact date on um, when uh, we will be announcing the winner. But you have until to make it fair for everybody, a uh, Pacific Standard Time mm-hmm. of midnight, as long as it's time stamped somewhere uh we will be able to see it because yeah. we do get alerts and we'll we can do the math mm-hmm. we'll we'll know if you're in england if I, we don't want anyone with a time zone change mm-hmm. to have a disadvantage yeah. and also if you guys have already liked the page mm-hmm. 
spread the words to other people that you know would enjoy our podcast because just in case they win the comic, mm-hmm. you can also live vicariously through them <laughs> by borrowing that comic yeah. after they've read it. But uh, again, like I so, said, we will have something yep. for those people. And, uh, you know, a, a, here, as an addendum, if you already liked her page and uh, someone else comes like her page, have them leave a comment of who brought you here. And we will uh, we will make note of that. And uh, we'll do something with that with the next competition. So, but for right now, you know, spread the word. That's what we're looking for. Um, we're, it's, you know, but it's it's really cool. And I believe me, I have a couple of things really lined up. So this this is actually small in, compar- in comparison to some of the cooler stuff I got coming out. So... But yeah, May 9th, um, just, you know, like our Facebook page, um, and that is it. So, Jessica, where can the good people find more of your work this week? Oh, yay. So, I, I've i been writing mm-hmm. some wonderful pieces, I hope, at least I would like to think that they're <laughs> wonderful, uh, over at uh, the Realmcast. Mm-hmm. And also, you can always find me on Jessica. This is all one word, the comic book girl. That's just my last name on Facebook. Um, I would please just because I want to make sure I get everybody's, uh, you know, right on track. I don't want some randos that I don't know from Nigeria just wanting to get money from me. So please Facebook inbox me. I have learned, and I apologize for you guys, uh, to those guys who uh, sent me a message and it went to my other folder. But please inbox me. I will check both my regular inbox on Facebook and the other folder and just say, hey, I heard you on the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. You know, I've friend you or I sent you a friend request. I would be more than happy to accept it. Um, and you can also find me on thecompbookgirl.com and girlongeek.com. And from all of there, you can find me on all the various social media networks. You know, I am a, I'm a tamed-down version of Justin Bieber <laughs> on the social media and say... She talks about how much she loves her dogs. Yes. I, I'm either talking about Godzilla, mm-hmm. something with superheroes, or I'm, like, reposting dog and animal pictures. There's a lot of BuzzFeed so, stuff. There's a lot of BuzzFeed stuff about just a, <laughs> a lot of stuff about uh, about tiny, adorable dogs. Oh, yeah. I'm a, I'm a dog. Well, I'm an animal person, a lot of corgis, but I happen to have dogs. So. Corgis, you know, uh, one of my best friends, she... She is a corgi owner, mm-hmm. and so I have put up corgi things because I love corgis. I personally don't have one, but she has one, mm-hmm. and so her little baby's name is Fox. <laughs> a fox as in the beautiful phoenix from Harry Potter, not Fox the the creature, um, the dog-like, canine-like, cat-like creature. Or Fox McCloud um, from uh, but... Star Fox? <laughs> no, no, that, that one, but it's, uh, it's F-A-W-K-E-S, mm-hmm. oh. so she loves... Yeah, she loves yes from Harry Potter mm-hmm. the Phoenix, and so I like to post those things up because I know you know she sees the page and anything Corgi makes her happy, and you know in return makes me happy because I also love dogs and it would be great. But a lot of Corgis. So for those who are confused, I do not own one, but my best friend owns one. Out of the many so, other dogs you do own, though. Oh, I do. No, I I own. I like to call Huskies the long legs of the Corgi world. <laughs> But I have, you know, some huskies, and I have a couple of other smaller dogs. I can't. I feel so bad when they don't have homes and they've got nowhere to go. But I have not increased numbers at all. That's good. 
So you have for, a... for those who are on my Facebook page who's like, how many do you have? I was like, I don't have a hoarding issue. <laughs> I know when to it's like, I know I, when I, to stop. I know when I can say when. I just uh, I just I'll I'll tell you when I've had enough. It's like my that's my <laughs> drunk on dog Jessica impersonation. <clears throat> No, but for for a petite, tiny girl as yourself, you have a massive heart. So. Oh, thank you. I, I try. I feel so bad. I wish I can take them all in, but I cannot. Alas, I cannot. I, on the other hand, have no pets, and I'm a heartless bastard. So, <laughs> um, because I don't have and I have no intentions for animals. But it's not like I, I go around to yelling at people. I do like animals, so. That's just me trying to be funny. Oh, no, no, no. Ask If you ever see Chris at a convention, ask him about the guinea pig uh, my that lived My there. little guinea. Uh, his name was Guinea. Uh, <laughs> on that note, uh, you could find me at therealmcast.com, where I do a majority of the work there. You can also look for stuff on panzercrush.com, the hosting site for the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Um, we will be up on iTunes pretty soon. I know I keep saying that, but it's actually... We're we're it's actually rolling. So, hang tight. We'll have something. Uh, we'll have uh, something for you soon. When we do hit iTunes, finally, find it on the Facebook and on the Tumblr site. Um, Jessica, on that note, where can other where can people find more of our stuff for the Kaiju Kingdom podcast? Yes. So we have a beautiful Tumblr page, mm-hmm. the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast.tumblr.com. Mm-hmm. We are on Twitter as uh, the Kaiju Kingdom. Mm-hmm. If I am not. Uh, correct. Uh, because for some reason we have all these wonderful uh, limits on how long our uh, username can be. So I, there is no podcast on there. But you know, all our information is also on Facebook. We are on a Facebook fan page, Facebook.com/slash The Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are also, if you feel for some reason you do not want to uh, troll us in public, but rather in private, you can always email us at the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast at gmail.com. And Chris and I both have access to it. So hopefully over time you guys will figure out who's answering to you by our tone. By, by a person who's very calm and collected and by one rambling lunatic. <clears throat> so No, trollers would love you. Oh, my God. I have taken on many of my time. <laughs> but... Uh, um, oh, yeah, before I forget, uh, I want to shout out a little love to the Kaiju cast who sent us a little love a couple of uh, episodes ago. Um, one of our uh, listeners alerted me to it. Um, I used to listen to them back in the day. I, had, I, It's not that I stopped because I didn't like them. It's just I kind of got you know, caught up with a couple other podcasts, and now my current job situation doesn't allow me to listen to as many as I can, so I need to pick and choose what I listen to. But they are a very good show. They are one of the oldest Godzilla-based podcasts out there, so give them a little love at thekaijucast.com if you're not already listening to them. So I just wanted to put that out there. And uh, yeah, come on out uh, to uh, LA next week. Uh, I will definitely be there. Jessica should be there as well. You could come and press the flesh, as they say, and uh, you know, chat up. You know, you could tell us in person if uh, you love the show or you hate the show, or you're just very mediocre on it. It's just something that you listen to to get through the day, or my annoying voice gets you motivated to do something in life because you don't want to end up like me. <laughs> uh, on that note, that will do it for us for this week. So, for myself and... Jessica, hello! We'll see you next time. <laughs>